Welcome back to the letter, the internet's chillest scoop of marketing advice served salty every Monday. I'm your host, author, and one man boy band, Stanley Bogood. The um letter is a place you can go to as a marketer and entrepreneur to feel sane. No gimmicks, no top 10 lists of hacks, just good, clean marketing fun for the whole family. And so, without further ado, Here's this week's mm, letter. Before I entered the zone of give upness, I connected with a marketing professional for career advice, and I'll never forget the tragic advice she gave. She held a series of marketing positions since college and worked her way up to VP at reputable organizations. She was kind enough to lend a shoulder, so I explained my situation. I felt defeated and had no clue where to take my career. Her advice? Quit chasing dreams and find a career you can tolerate. That response crushed me. Not because I took her advice, but because she so clearly had. As we spoke, it was evident she found no joy in marketing and refused to acknowledge her creativity, yet she remained in marketing roles for over two decades. In fewer words, she settled. But I can see two powerful reasons why one may live by her advice. Statistics show that very few people are happy with their careers. And who are we to become outliers? And then there's that one pernicious, gooey zeitgeist that reminds everyone, your work does not define you. Together. These points present an airtight case for keeping whatever career objection, your honor, the plaintiff has clearly given the fuck up. Those two reasons are actually the same reason. Finding a meaningful career is hard. Fact. No one has ever lived their best life on accident. You cannot expect the universe to hand you a meaningful life without putting in the work and making a sacrifice because it is precisely those acts that give it meaning. If someone served your dreams up on a silver platter, they wouldn't taste like your dreams at all because you weren't the one working the stove. We lay the foundations of a meaningful life with hope-filled bricks and bloodied mortar. Hands must be dirtied. And then there's the mantra of those who've thrown in every possible towel. Your work does not define you. This takes on other forms as well, such as your job is not your life, work-life balance, and similar drivel. If you read it broadly, it's the body positivity movement of labor, an escape hatch from accountability to your life's purpose. When you claim that life is what happens between Friday night and Monday morning, you're crafting a psychological get-out-of-jail-free card for when you actually begin questioning everything. It's a philosophy that buoys in youth, but cripples in middle age. That is, unless you plan to rage well into your 60s. But if you've read this far and remain unswayed by arguments philosophical, perhaps you'll consider the arithmetical. If you work 40 hours a week, beginning at age 18 and ending at age 65, presuming a generous two-week vacation per annum, you will work 94,000 hours. You'll have four hours of free waking time every weekday and 12 hours throughout retirement, which leaves you with a total of about 132,800 hours of adult free time to rage, knit, or rage knit. As a consequence, you will spend 41% of your waking adult life at work and nearly another third of that adult life in a rocking chair. But that number actually creeps higher. Remember those four free hours you got Monday through Thursday? When you have a shit career, you will dedicate plenty of that time to recovering from the previous eight spent at work. 
and Sunday nights are complete write-offs. So by my numbers, you'll spend less than 40% of your able-bodied time actually living. And there's a word for something that isn't alive half the time, dead. That wraps up another whimsical episode of the mm, letter. I hope that you can move forward knowing that you're going to live more of your life and be dead for less of it. Yeah, that sounds like a good thing. I have some afterthoughts about this post that I couldn't really quite fill in here. And I'd like to have a conversation with some people about that. But yeah, um, don't fall prey to this. Don't listen to that, to that speech. You're going to hear it again and again on LinkedIn and on Facebook and wherever else the hell these people post. And it's really just a cry for justification. It's, I don't want to have to try and fail, so you shouldn't either, and it's okay. But it's not. I'd rather spend my life trying and failing than waking up 40 years from now wondering where the hell did the time go? I hope you feel the same. All right. See you next week.